This is the Suburb Boys Fantasy Sports Podcast with your co-hosts, Cole Campbell and Jack Scales. gentlemen boys and girls good afternoon good morning and uh, good night whoever you're listening to us on this tough ass tuesday <laughs> it's been a tough ass tuesday for fantasy owners trying to figure out their injuries uh we're gonna help out with that do the best of our abilities yep. but number one uh as bear down chicago bears is playing across the studio right now <laughs> jackie scales in prime time talk to me baby ah uh, what a game what a game what a game um where do we even start uh well, for all my Bears fans out there, trust me. I know we didn't win the Super Bowl, but it sure as hell feels like it. I was gonna say, I was and getting, we've been celebrating like it too. I got texts from buddies being like, "Get the soupy tickets. It's time hey, to go, baby." We're going to the Super Bowl. Soupy tickets. I mean, that proved that everything right there just proved to me that the Chicago Bears. They're taking steps in the right direction. Yeah. To embarrass a Bill Belichick team is quite impressive. Yeah. But um, for my Bears fans, um, so uh, for five years now, in the past five years, I mean, we put up 30 points last night. For Bears fans, that's a rarity. It is. So it, It's and, the same for Broncos fans. And, we, are, yeah. we are men who like bad offense. In the past five years, we've only put up – 30 points 11 times. Goodness gracious. 11 times. I'd love so, to see that Broncos stat. Uh, By I'm, the way. I'm sure I can probably find it for you. Yeah. Um, so that would be, what, 77 games. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. And then for the rest of the Bears fans out there, I'm going to go since my birthday. So back in 2000, way back 2003, you know, there's only been 47 times. Wow. The Bears have... Da Bears have put up more than 30 points. So That's absolutely crazy. Let's just take that one into consideration. Um, yeah, so, I mean, for me, it's a Super Bowl. I didn't know. I, to be honest, I didn't think I'd see the Bears even touch maybe even like 21 this year. Yeah. I thought we were going to be a 17 flat like yeah, the yeah, entire play, season. Play good defense. Hope to play get, defense. A, get a nice long punt return. Hoping a field goal plant. Basically just play the field position game. Yeah. And that's – Fully what I anticipated. Yeah. All of um, all Monday night, like that's what I thought. How yeah. we, th- I thought we were gonna play. And that's that's kind of what I thought lie. that game I started was shitting bricks out. when Bailey Zappi came onto the field. So that was my first question. Puts I was gonna hit you with is, is how, how much wiping did you have to do after, uh, after so that? Those Brady, two plays. I'm sitting there with Brady, right? And we're watching the game, and we're, I mean, we're happier than a pig and shit. Like naturally, like we were just like wow. And Ramondre hits the shark wheel, <laughs> and we're just going absolutely crazy. We're like, holy shit! The Bears scored ten points in the first half. Yeah, like this is our game. Mm-hmm. And then Bailey Zappi comes in, and we were up what ten nothing, something like that. Bailey Zappi comes in, throws just two great balls. I he, mean, he got he a hit, great catch on one. He hit the shark wheel, baby. Yeah, and then the yeah, there was a great. There's a few plays the Patriots had where yeah. there's just a great catch on one. Like Jalen Johnson played great D. He did. He was right there. I mean, obviously you gotta find a way to get that ball out, but yeah. at the same time, 
Jaquan Brisker, don't have your eyes in the backfield. He'll, you'll probably pick that one too. But um, other than that, like great balls by Bailey Zappi, which really put like made me scared. I was like, holy shit, we're gonna lose this game. Yeah. But as soon as he came in, Brady looks at me and is like, dude, we're losing this game. Like, there's just no shot we win. We got Bailey Zappi in here. Like, yeah. He's clearly the clear-cut number one quarterback in New England now. Yeah. I was like, I know. And um, But the Bears' defense looked back to, like, the Bears' defense that I've grown up with. Sure. Like, I've never really have watched the Bears have, like, a shitty defense. Yeah. It, it, just, it, it just doesn't exist. Yeah, it's just not what they it's, do. Yeah, it's yeah. never really been a a struggle for the Bears. Like, right. even when the offense is dog shit shitty and – the defense is on the field for three quarters a game. Yep. Like the defense will still find a way to keep it under twenty one points. Like, yeah, absolutely. In the NFL, if you, my theory in the NFL is if you can keep a team below three touchdowns, mm-hmm. like you have more than a shot to win every single game. Yeah, we talked about that. That was a goal with the old defensive staff here at USF. Was yeah. if we hold teams to under twenty one points as considered a victory, like if you think about it realistically, like, each quarter. Yeah. A, a team gets one drive. Yeah. Right. And and so if you can hold them under twenty one, that's that's pretty positive. I was very impressed with the Bears. I thought, uh, I mean, twofold. They ran the ball against a Bill Belichick defense when, where, and however they wanted to. The other part is your boy Jay Fields. The more he runs, the better he looks. And and I, I hate to tell you that, but yeah, I mean, man, the he's. Uh, I think when he's not throwing, he's good. Uh, that's the good thing about him, but the bad thing. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rip him a new one for no, and you can't. He had a really good game. Like, you can actually see him going through his progressions this game. Yeah, which was, I think that's a lot of his problem. I think that regular fans that aren't yeah like football fanatics nor play football every single day. Like, I don't think they understand like the whole progression thing. Yeah. And that's part of the reason Justin Fields holds the ball so damn long. Yeah. Is you got to go through your progressions and if there's not a receiver open, like you're not going to force a ball every time. Yeah. And he doesn't have receivers that just naturally get open. Yeah. Like there's no Devonte Adams, no, Terry McLaurin, no. like there's not Keenan Allen, like mm. there's no great route runners. You don't have a Mike Williams just to huck the ball up to right. knowing he's going to go get it. Like you have Darnell Mooney, Aquanamia St. Brown and Nikhil <laughs> Harry. Yeah, that's I mean, a murderer's row there. Yeah. I think what's interesting is is Ohio State quarterbacks have struggled in recent years, and a lot of it's due to the offense they run with Ryan Day of just learning how to you know, process defenses in the NFL. And, the and reason, Fields is showing progress that way. Yeah, and the reason I think that is for Ohio State quarterbacks specifically mm-hmm. is they never have to go past their first read. Realistically, yeah. Like, honestly, I don't think they go past their first read. No. Like, maybe they'll go to their second, but how often do we see that? Yeah. Um, But when it comes to the Chicago Bears, like, wow, I'm impressed. The yeah. O-line uh, didn't look too bad. No. Braxton Jones looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget, he's a rookie that came out in, like, the fifth round for us. Yep. So that's quite impressive. Um. And I told Ray Williams before the game that the Chicago Bears were winning the game. Shut up, Ray. And the reason I said that was, um, you know, Papa Bear himself had was tied with Bill Belichick. He rolled in his grave, yeah. Yeah, Bill Belichick and him were uh, tied with wins. Yep. Um, so they were at, what were they at? They're second on the list. Don Shula's number one. Yeah, Don Shula. Not in his yeah, game. and so second on the list and you know i was like the bears just aren't gonna let that like they can't let that slide that's just absolutely. for the franchise absolutely so i was like this is a must win 
yeah. for the Bears. I mean, you get and the- not only did they must win, I also told Maddox Beaver that if the Bears won by more than 15 points, he has to shave his head. No shout-out to Maddox unless he shaves his head. Yeah, and so... Maybe he, we'll have him uh, live on air. Yeah, and so he was totally like, I'm going to do it if the Bears won by 15. There's just zero shot that happens. And I was like, listen here, pal. The Bears are going to do it. Here you and go, boy. They did it. I called it all yesterday. Yeah. I just It was such a letdown spot for the Pats. Yeah. And just such a let's remake fans horny. Yeah. For the Bears. Sounds about right. You know, like that's, that's just, they they hook you back in. Yeah, it's just it's just the here's the bait. We all grab the hook. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, like I'm gonna I might be completely off with my prediction, but in the NFL it feels like teams go on these like two game highs. Yep. So like I won't be shocked if we like somehow edge out the Cowboys like seventeen to sixteen and some sure. sh- crazy ass fashion yeah and like that getting back into the swing yeah like something crazy don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong like i doubt that will happen but in the nfl i just feel like there's such a common like two game high ordeal yeah like you last for two games and then you just crash people figure you out yeah let's roll into some of the fantasy applications from the game uh obviously jay fields to me feels like a dude that i can stream at quarterback constant confidently week to week you know given Mm -hmm. the matchup i don't like him this week against dallas just out of the fact it's Dallas, but uh, maybe the whole Micah Parsons coming off the edge untouched uh, will make the, him run more. The Bears, I feel like it was better for Justin Fields at Mario Judon. Or what's his name? Matthew, Matthew. Judon. I was thinking of Mario Judon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matthew Judon. We got rappers out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Matthew Judon was constantly in his face. Yeah. Like, it made the sprint out game, mm-hmm. like, almost natural for us, yeah. which was good but bad. But at the same time, like, the good thing about Justin Fields is he's now forcing teams to have to spy yep. spy him, which is either going to drop you, like, they're going to have to drop a... It makes coverage pat- more predictable. Yeah, that. it's it's going to either drop you a pass rusher, right? which is, I mean, for the Bears, that's great. One less person their O-line has to deal with is great. Yeah. Or you're going to lose a linebacker. Right. So, I mean, I think that's great for the Bears. So, I think I do think Justin Fields is a um I think he I He's would, a solid streaming option to me. He I would say that he's a good like I don't if on a bye week mm-hmm. if your quarterback's on a bye week, snag him for and I don't, a week. I don't hate him as if you're in a two quarterback league. I don't hate him as the second quarterback in a, oh, in no, a deep two quarterback league. Not at all. I'm a big fan of that. Um yeah. I guess the big fantasy, I got two big fantasy questions for you. Coming out of this game, and then and then we'll roll on to the next ones. We'll hit the Sunday night game next. Uh, number one, I mean, just general feeling on Darnell Mooney in terms of being a fantasy player. Like, what is? I don't like it, and my reason for that is you get he gets lucky with a deep ball game. Yeah, and that's just because Justin Fields' deep ball has looked great. Yeah, absolutely. And Darnell Mooney isn't the quickest of the receivers in the core. No, so. They don't use him for those under routes. He's mm-hmm. more of a, like, let's take a shot guy. Yeah. But here's the thing. He finds ways to get open, so I don't hate him if you're struggling at the flex position. So then, I like him as a bench player for maybe weeks, like, hold him till week 14-ish. Yeah. Until the Bears really get rolling mm-hmm. on that offense and Justin Fields gets into his groove. Like, last night, if Justin Fields looks like that, then Darnell Mooney's value goes way up. Yeah, he went uh he went three three receptions for fifty three yards. And that's um, eight point three points. Yep. On six targets and you know you get the touchdown and that's really pretty. Let me ask you this is 
going the rest of the year, would you rather have Curtis Samuel or Darnell Mooney? Curtis Samuel. Okay. okay. Uh, do you want my reason to that? Because it's pretty simple. I mean, give it to me. Uh, Redskins. Oh, Commanders. We don't. We don't it, say that. Yeah. Disembow. Yeah. Uh, scratch that up from the book, Judge. Yeah. Um, yeah, Commanders. Yeah, Gosh, the commies. Yeah. yeah. The Commanders, uh, they kind of scheme Kurt Samuel in a way. Yeah, he's like, a target. They use vacuum. him. Like, his volume is pretty pretty absurd when, yep. you, when you look at it. He motions a lot in that offense. Mm-hmm. He, gets a, he just gets a lot of balls. I mean, I don't know if I love it as much now that Heineke's at quarterback. Yep. But... I mean, I'll take it. Like, I think Curtis Samuel's probably a better option going down the road than um, Darnell Mooney, and that's just because consistency. Sure. So then here's the next big one that, that we had kind of going into this, and this is a personal one for me. Um, I, I I was long, and, and I told people day in and day out that Ramondre Stevens was a steal of the draft, and he's starting mm-hmm. to, to, to grow into that. The question was is how much is Damian Harris going to affect his production uh, right now, I mean, Roger Stevens is, Stevenson is the number eight back in fantasy football at this point. Yeah. Um, I think we saw that, that Harris isn't going to play as big of a role as maybe we we thought. Are you comfortable with Stevenson rolling down, you know, kind of the stretch run of fantasy football? Yeah, I feel like he's a solid RB2. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now he's number eight. That's an RB1 right there. Yeah, but I'm saying RB2 down the road. Sure. Because... No matter what, Damien Harris has kind of been their guy. He's been best. a he's a he's a great goal line guy to me. Yeah, and that's where I get. I mean, Ramondre Stevenson did get a lot of goal like he did. red zone carries. Yep, he got a lot of the passing downs, which kind of shocked me. Yeah, like watching the game, it was like, why is Ramondre Stevenson and not Damien Harris? Yep, Damien Harris just strikes me as more of a uh, passing back. That's that, that hasn't been the case through their careers, but I yeah, but Ramondre Stevenson just the way he was running the ball yeah. just felt like on passing downs they should just let him like that's when they would shove him to the sideline and let him breathe. Sure, you know what I mean. Yep, because that's just from last night's game. Obviously, I mean that's not the career, nor is it the season outlook. Yep. I like him as a solid RB two. Yep. Um, but here's the thing: what makes me nervous is is if. Bailey Zappi is playing quarterback. I feel like the carries are going to get cut from that backfield. So, so I'll give you he, the numbers. He just throws the ball like it's nothing. I, I, I know. like the dude rips it across the field. Yeah, I'll give you the numbers from last night. He goes eleven carries for just under forty yards and a tud, which mm-hmm. helps the rushing side. the The pretty pretty numbers here, right? And, and yeah. this is where they're coming from. And this is really to the upside to me in a full point PPR. Eight receptions for sixty yards in the receiving yeah. game. Uh, and obviously a bulk of that came on that 50-yard shark wheel play. But he's getting the PPR dump down from Bailey Zappi, and Zappi's been consistent in mm-hmm. nothing's open, throw it out to the flat to Mondre. Yeah, that's what I think the um, big thing really was for Mondre Stevenson this, yeah. this week. I don't know if that's going to continue, though. I pray. I, can, <laughs> I can't guarantee that he's going to get eight check downs in a yeah. game. Like, that's an outlandish number for me. Yep. So let's go uh, – we'll go Steelers-Dolphins quick. Um, I mean, game kind of stunk, um, bottom line. But, I mean, I think the two things – that w- I mean, the big stuff we can take out of fantasy, number one, Jalen Waddle and Tyree Killer are wide receiver ones uh, with two healthy to me. Um, I would go Tyree – High-end, high-end, 
Tyreek Hill uh, is a wide receiver one. Jalen Waddle high end two. Yeah, and I buy that. High end two, low one, depending on your league and yep. whatnot. Yep. Uh, the big one, the interesting one, one to keep your eye on. I don't know if this is consistently going to be the case, but Raheem Mostert went 16 carries for just under 80 yards, averaging just under 50 yards a touch, and then turned around in the receiving game and got four for 30 and a tud. He went off. I think he had about 23 points in our league. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's probably not going to be that level of guy, but could you see him balancing out into a level of consistency that makes him a guy that's consistently maybe in your RB2 spot? Definitely flex appeal. Um, I don't love him. Sure. That's not because – it's nothing like – I don't know. I just – that backfield is so many questions. And sure. I feel like they're going to be really pass game heavy. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like his – carries are going to be there yeah which depends on it just depends on how you want to play i think he's a great flex play Mm -hmm. but i don't really think that his um i just don't think that his volume is going to be there yeah like i feel like his snap percentage is averaged around 65 percent of the snaps yep which for most running backs that's not the greatest yeah. I mean, it's average. I would say it's league average. So it's not going to put you in an RB1, RB2. It would put you in a flex. Yeah, and, and I, I like him in flex appeal. I think that's a good spot for him. Let's uh, let's keep rolling down. Um, is there a Pittsburgh receiver you trust more than another right now? And why is it Deontay Johnson? I'm going to say George Pickens. Oh, baby. So we disagree. Um, Deontay, the reason Deontay doesn't, I don't trust him. Mm-hmm. Is he could go for two drops in a game, yeah, and they look the other way, yeah. They won't look, they won't target him as much, sure, because he's he gets in his own head, yep. And George Pickens has just shown the ability to like he's big play, want to be a star, yep. Like he is the type where you're gonna find out or not even find out in an interview in two years he's gonna say he's gonna list all the people all the wide receivers drafted above him yeah and tell you that's why my rookie year this year and the next year i went absolutely stupid yeah like i just feel and i feel like the the pick mm-hmm. uh like how am i i'm trying to like make an analogy here pickens the, the, the picket the, the pick the the, 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 the double the pick, pick brothers i the yeah pick brothers yeah. yeah what do we call them we'll we'll figure it, we'll workshop that one yeah so i just feel like those two they do have chemistry their chemistry is off the charts yep and honestly you know i know you said wide receiver mm-hmm. but Ooh, i like where your head's at um i think the most trustworthy wide receiver in that entire offense is pat fryermuth i would agree with you right now if if we if we add in muth yeah, you want to know what the just you know what just eats me up on inside? Yeah, is I started Keenan Allen this week with the idea and Kyle Pitts. Oh boy! And Kyle Pitts, you know, I thought, oh, he got his first touchdown. They're gonna start scheming him more, and they absolutely did not. So I'd Pat Frymuth on my bench, which mm. I intend. I didn't. I never intended on him to start over Kyle Pitts. Right. And I was the one who was screaming like three weeks ago to pick him up off waivers and I did it on the pod. Yeah. And I like you just can't sit a guy like Kyle Pitts because he's good for twenty seven at any moment. Yep. But at this point, I need the consistency from uh Pat Firemuth. 
Um, so I'm going to use Pat Firemuth probably going forward. Yeah. Just because he's shown to be an absolute cons- – like, other than his concussion game, mm-hmm. he's been so consistent. Yeah. And then George Pickens I also had on my bench. Lovely day for you. So – and I lost by, like – what I, I lost by, like, 15 or something. Yeah. And I started Keenan Allen, which I I know people are like, you'd, you'd never start Pickens over Keenan Allen. Like, yes, but right he's coming now, off the injury. Yeah. And here's the thing that pissed me off about it is I did a lot of research on Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. and they said that the chances of him being on a snap count were, like, moderately low. Yeah. So it wasn't like – like, when you hear that news, you think, oh, he's going to play, yep. like, his nor- like 65 70% of snaps. And when he's in the game, they're going to try to get him the ball. Right. And they ended up getting blown out of the water. He doesn't touch the field in the second half. Yeah. So – I like George Pickens and Pat Fryermuth and Steelers offense. I think they're the two most trustworthy right now. Chase Claypool is being shopped around. Yeah, so I, I think I he's think, a giant pretty soon here. I think he's going to be on his way. Yep. Um, and Deontay Johnson, if he cuts the drops, I feel like I love him. Yeah, so I'll give you valuable stats. I'll ask you one more question. We'll get out this game. Um, Fryermuth goes 8 for 75 with 9 targets. That's a big one. Yeah. Uh, that's, bottom line. Pickens goes six for 61. He's the big play sh- shot with six targets, so he's making the most out of his work. Deontay Johnson goes five for 42, eh? but he's getting 10 targets a game, and that's a pretty consistent one. Here's the thing with Deontay Johnson is he's probably going to get every number one corner on him. Yeah, give or take. Uh, unless it depends on the scheme, uh, but if there's a number one corner in a defense, I would almost put money that they're going to probably follow Deontay Johnson just because of his history. Yeah, more more likely than not. Then here's the big question. Uh, and I think that's where part of his drops come from. Sure. So this is our last one here, and then we'll roll. Uh, Najee Harris, obviously, has been a disaster. He looked a little better, but still inefficient in the running game. Is he still a guy that, uh, I mean, obviously you're playing him. He's, he's still the 22nd ranked back in, the, in fantasy right now. How much are you babysitting this matchup still? And do you see a world where he ends up being a, a start-it-and-forget-it guy again this fantasy season? Not this fantasy season. Okay. I think he's – I'd consider him a buy-low prospect maybe. Uh, like very, very low though. Yeah. Like I wouldn't give up an asset, like someone you view as a true asset, like a start every every day. Yeah. Every uh, Like I would not give up something like that. I'd consider maybe giving up like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Tier two wide receiver, maybe mm-hmm. like, um, cause give me a name, <sighs> guy after your team you trade for him. Who would I trade for him? I I don't even uh, uh see my I don't even think I'd part ways. Like my number two right now is probably Keenan. Allen. Like yeah, like that's my bottom tier wide receiver right now. Yeah. I have Justin Jefferson and Mike Williams. Like they're not leaving my team. Yeah. I'm not letting Keenan Allen go for Najee Harris right now. I mean, Keenan Allen's upside's unreal. Yeah. And I think he's got to buy this upcoming week. Yeah. So his injury problems, sh- unless their doctor really does suck that bad and start <laughs> stabbing people again, I think that he should be okay. Yeah. So I mean, I would consider probably. Brandon Ayuk or George Pickens, but nobody's going to buy that. Yeah, I was going to say. I, I mean, I, I think Brandon Ayuk's very valid. Yeah, but I don't think anyone's buying that. Yeah, like, I looked, Najee Harris too big of a name. I looked over my stuff and I was like, I was like, I'm not throwing anything that I could that I didn't pick off the waiver wire two weeks ago. Yeah, you know, that's just my thought. Uh, let's go Kansas City, San Francisco. Keep this tight because it was a murder fest. Um, 
I think Christian McCaffrey is, I mean, realistically a week or two away from getting an 80% touch share out of the backfield. He's, he got eight carries for 38 yards in his first appearance, and he probably knows three plays. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. In terms of fantasy, um, Jimmy Garoppolo frustrates me. Um, I think he makes it hard. I mean, you talked about how much you like Ayuk. I like Ayuk a lot, and Ayuk's kind of in his guy. But trying to peg what pass catcher for the 49ers is going to be the dude is really hard. I mean, Kittle looked vintage Kittle. I, I just... Uh, Here's the thing. Yeah. Here's my takeaway from this entire um, new 49ers look. Yeah. George Kittle's going to become a blocking tight end again. Yep, absolutely. I mean, he always has been, but he's going to be more featured blocking. Sure. So I don't love George Kittle going forward. I don't love Debo going forward just because... So much of his game was his vers- versatility in the backfield. Yeah, the only like he would get carries. Yeah, like a good amount. I mean, it might have been five a game. Right, but if he's going five for thirty out of the backfield, then getting his catches, I'm a big fan of. And that. not only that, they'd run like a sweep him on the goal line. Yeah, like Christian McCaffrey just took that away from him. Yeah, the big, the only pass catcher I think for the 49ers that excites me at all at this point, and and not to say that D was not a good player, he'll get his, but. I think it's Ayuk, just in terms of the the big play potential and, and the connection he seems to have with Jimmy G. And I think he's, I'm not going to say he's more athletic than Debo, because that would be a little outrageous to say. So your nose might be growing Pinocchio. Yeah, I'm going to say he's more natural at the wide receiver position, though. Yeah. And Brandon Ayuk has the ability to move from slot to outside. Yeah. Where Debo is kind of, let me catch this slant and just... Let me make something out of it, yeah. which we've seen him do all the time. Like I still love Debo Samuel. Yeah, me too. I think I, mean, I think he's one of the best. I think he's yeah. probably the best athlete in the league right now. Sure. Like you can literally put that man at running back, wide receiver, literally put him at anything. Yeah, what he does is so special, and, and he's a special player. That, that and I think that's a lot of the fantasy problem for him yeah. is he's getting doubled. Yeah, he's probably getting doubled. Yeah, well, and if not, he's getting number one corner. Yeah, they'll start to figure it out. Um, I don't really want to touch any of Kansas City's running backs at this point. They they duped me with Isaiah Pacheco. Um, I think he's still a dynasty stash, but uh, I, yeah. I I just don't. I, I don't think Isaiah Pacheco has got a lot of a lot of talent. Yeah, and I think he'll be used in the near future as a not this year but next year. Yeah, as the feature back, Clyde Edwards Hilaire yes. still proves to me that he's just not an NFL running back. Mm-mm. Like in my eyes, I don't. He doesn't get the carry volume a game, and that was because he just fumbled the ball too much when he was a rookie. Yeah, um, he doesn't doesn't really come out of the backfield all that great. He's not a great pass blocker off the top of my head. Like, no, uh, he's he's solid. I mean, like it's because he's so low though. He's yeah. just a he's a he's a cut block guy. Like, yeah, I, I just, block you. Yeah, I, I just don't want to touch any Kansas City's running backs. I mean, Travis Kelsey's great. I don't yeah. know how I feel about Juju right now. I need another week of production from him until I buy in on him. I yep. wouldn't even trade. Like, if I had him personally, this is, to me, I'd this probably is a trade him. High. I would trade him. I'd sell him so high. And yeah. I would probably try to get a either another good wide receiver. Yeah. Like, if any of your friends are big Kansas City bandwagons, trade him to them. Yeah, to me, uh, to me, I, I look at this Kansas City receiving game, and and obviously there's, I mean, it's it's a big game, and, and Pat Mahomes went crazy a little bit, mm-hmm. but I think more than anything, it shows us that uh, 
The only thing you can count on in Kansas City is Travis Kelsey because you don't know if they're going to go for nothing or something every given week. See, uh, I think that the I don't think that we're going to have to worry about the Kansas City offense as much as we may think. No, I just I just I, feel like uh, like I like Patrick Mahomes as a start in yep. fantasy. And Obviously. Like, well, yeah, every every week, and I think Travis Kelsey's never going to lose his number one tight end role. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's about the only takes you can take away from Kansas City. Yeah, well, real quick on on the Chargers and the Seahawks, since you vented about your boy already. Keenan um, Allen, yeah. Yeah, that that that. that and idiot. then Mike Williams getting rolled up on at the end of the game had me. Yeah, that'll be a consistent theme here. Uh, of injuries. Grab the rosary and the holy water and get to praying because my fantasy team was. We were hurting this week, boys. Hurting. Yeah, we'll find the lowest points in six weeks. Yeah. Seven weeks, had 119 or whatever it was, and just couldn't get it done. Yeah, and that's because Mike Williams, Keenan Allen got snap counted, and then Mike Williams put up 22 points or whatever it was, yep. and then he got hurt. Yep. But that injury looked so much. I thought he broke his ankle. Yeah. So, so I was I, like, oh, he's out for the season. Yep. But I ankle sprain two to four. Yeah, coming. He's got a buy coming up. Yep. The sounds like a rehab stint to me. Yep. Dude shouldn't have to worry. Like I feel like give him three two to three he's a wide receiver so i'll give him three yeah he'll be back um but when he's healthy i like mike williams in the offense i like eckler and eckler's probably rb1 right now for me uh he is his, yeah i believe he is the rb1 right now his he's, uh, he's a monster his catching out of the catch coming out of the backfield he catches it so much yeah he, he almost had a hundred yard receiving game yeah keenan allen i like him when he gets healthy um and after that, I'll I'd tell you right now, Gerald Everett to me is a set it and forget it right now at tight end. Really? And I'm starting to sell on the Justin Herbert hype just a little bit. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to sell on my boy Jay Herbo. Okay, I'm cool with that. Let's go Seattle real quick. Ken Walker, uh, I believe, will finish as the RB one this year. Uh, the way he runs the ball is special. Top five for me. Yeah, I, I just I I keep watching him. He's He's crazy. It's um, kind of their only piece of offense. Yeah, and Geno Smith has been efficient. Um, DK Metcalf is hurt, but he's going to practice tomorrow, or I guess when you're listening to this today. He's got a bone bruise in his knee, which is just a pain tolerance question. I think you're sitting here and and, sit, and looking at the two- to four-week window as well, which is honestly best-case scenario. He looked like he blew it out on non-contact, which is that's a 14-month recovery. So yeah, I don't. That's love, big. Uh, I don't love DK anyways in the offense. Yeah, like I just uh, there's nothing that excites me. Like twelve points a game for DK Metcalf is kind of inexcusable for me. Yeah, they I should don't scheme him better. Yeah, I just I don't love a lot of the receiving game there. The hot name and pickups this week is going to be Marquise Goodwin. Um, I don't. I wouldn't blow my fab there. I wouldn't spend more than about five bucks on fab there. Um, I don't even love him, even if you don't have to spend money on him. Like, yeah, I just I he's, see uh, I see the hype. Yeah, he's a speedster, but he's thirty years old, and we know what he is. You know, that's my yeah. whole thing on it. I wouldn't I wouldn't go out and chase for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, personally, uh, if there's a waiver wire ad this week, it's probably Gus Edwards. Uh, Gus Edwards. I also like uh, Paris Campbell. Well, we'll get to. That. I mean, I like. Here's the thing. I like the Colts' uh, little wide receiving group. I do too. They just don't have a quarterback, and Sam Mellinger Whoa. horns down is entering the building. We are a Sam Mellinger podcast, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> uh, we'll go Vegas, Houston. 
Houston looks like they're the worst team in the league. Um, Damian Pierce looks great. Damian Pierce uh, running it, back every single week. Yeah, he's a he's a dog. Uh, Derek Carr is doing what Derek Carr does, which is look moderately average. Uh, Josh Jacobs is is him. Um, I, crazy. I, I didn't expect it. I have been one of the biggest Josh Jacobs haters that has Fair enough graced this planet. Um, you said he wasn't going to score more than 15 after he played the Broncos. Correct, and now he has gone nuclear. Um, so I apologize. Um, I'm, I'm big enough to say that. Uh, but, yeah, outside of Damian Pierce and Houston, I don't think there's anything you got to talk about. Uh, Devontae Adams is obviously that dude. Uh, didn't get the touchdown, but, you know, life goes on. He'll figure that out. Uh, Renfro, to me, is playable as long as Waller is out. Waller's um, back this week, or should be. Should be. At, at that case, I, I don't want to play Renfro. I don't even know if I start Waller this week, personally. I wouldn't. Uh, when he did play, he wasn't even looking great. Yeah. He was looking like he was back on the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Can't say that. <laughs> Can't say that. No. Uh, uh. I'll give you a couple tight end names throughout the day here that, that I that I like that, that I would even consider playing over Waller that one. Um, uh, yeah, there's just no fantasy upside with the, the Texans, so we're not going to waste time on that. I mean, Darren Waller. Yeah, let's... Let me, let me uh, touch on his uh, fantasy performance. Week one, Please. 11.9. Don't get me wrong. Shout out. Decent. Yep. Week two, 17 with a touchdown, so 11. Yep. This is Darren Waller, who's been, what, the, uh, like, number top five tight end, what, 2019, 2020? Pretty much, yeah. So, uh, then 20... 21, I believe he had a few injuries again. And then he went for 5.2, 5.4, gets hurt, zero. So, like I said, he didn't look like his sober self. Cool. Fair enough. Uh, I love Darren Waller, by the way. I'm a Darren Waller lover. Yeah. Like, that dude's story is amazing. Yeah. I'm not doing this to cover my ass because I just grilled him on a pod for his ex-history. Uh, but all's fair in love and fantasy. Oh, absolutely. There you I, go. Like, to be fair, I trade for him the past three years just because I love Darren Waller. Yeah. I think he halfway through the season is where we're about. Not quite half, but give him game 10, and mm-hmm. I think he's back to scoring 15 points. But don't start him this week. Mm-hmm. Wait for to see his injury. Yep. Uh, next one we'll go to is the good old Cleveland Browns versus the Fighting Jacquezes. Or some people might know them better as the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Jacquez is the whole team. Uh, he's going to yell at me for calling him Jacquez. The Fighting Jocks. Yeah. Um, Lamar Jackson looks like he's got the shits constantly. Um, See, I like Lamar. I don't love Lamar. Yeah, he's just... Uh, I, he's still got that ability to be Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he's, he's just, he's just Lamar. got... Lamar. He's just got the shits right now. Um, He'll Gus, figure it out. Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards, that dog. Um, I would, I would blow a little fab on him if it was me. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah, I uh, think that he's the RB one in that offense. He looked like Gus Edwards again. He did. Uh, the the Gus bus is is taking passengers. Um, anything to say about Nick Chubb? I mean, he's he's Nick that Chubb, dude. Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews are auto starts. Hundred uh, percent. Nick uh, Chubb. Possibly, this sounds crazy, but I would trade Nick Chubb away. Possibly, yeah, he's got a tough route in the fantasy he's, playoffs. Yeah, and I, I think that his value is so high, no matter what, that you'll either get two wide receiver ones for him, yeah, or you'll get a solid 
uh, running back two and a wide receiver one. Yeah, he's the number two fantasy running back right now. Unless you're trading with Connor Rice. (laughs) In which case, you need to refer to things in colors, shapes, and uh, maybe just basic vegetables. Yes. Yeah. Because... That's all he, that. That's that man's currency. Me, he offered me some hot trash, <laughs> as in like James Robinson and like Brandon Cooks for Saquon Barkley. So, yeah. Oh, really? Because he offered me. Like it was, it was like we're not gonna get onto this whole he offered me garbage, but just know this man's got the worst trades in the history of trades. I just I want this after week three. He uh, I want this on record. <laughs> he offered me Javante Williams, um, pre knee. Um, then he offered me with, he wanted, he gave me Javante Williams, Ezekiel Elliott and Brandon Cooks, who is hot dog water, um, for Jamar Chase, who has scored 70 fantasy points in his last eight quarters of football. Yeah. So just, um, you know, something to be said. Um, I don't trust any of the Baltimore receivers. Mark Andrews had a down game, but. You know, Mark I, he's, he's Mark a, Andrews. He's a leave it in your lineup, take him out when it's their buy. Yeah. And uh, that's about all. Yeah. Uh, auto start. Yeah, Nick I Chubb's guess. auto start. Amari Cooper's looking like he's becoming trustworthy. Yeah, that's, that was the thing play. I was about to say is Amari Cooper starts to look uh, very PPR friendly. Um, he looks playable. Yep. Uh, I'm not saying that he never was playable. No. But, but more he, so than he's moving to your wide receiver spot instead of your flex. Yes, because yeah. I think I truly think he was a flex player for so many people. Yep. Now he's easily a wide receiver too. Absolutely. Um, next one, David Njoku, also gets high ankle sprain. Kind of tough dude. Was really kind of breaking out this year, becoming a, yeah, a high end fantasy he tight was end. There. Yep. Um, in terms of guys to pick up, his backup Harrison Bryant, stone cold killer in college. Um, he's been successful in Cleveland. Yeah, he's I, good. You I can set him even, and play him. I mean, when they run their two tight end set, he still gets a good amount of targets. Yeah, absolutely. He's, I, I feel uh, like he's a good add. Yep. For I, this week, probably until Ninjoku gets back. Yeah, he's a guy that, that I would even consider playing over Waller this week, um, you know, given the situation where that might yeah. happen. Um, yeah, uh, we'll go – shout out to your boy Saquon. We'll go there next. Uh, New York and Jacksonville. Uh, to me, there's two players on the Jacksonville team you can play in fantasy at this point, and Travis Etienne, and and Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk only in a PPR setting. To me, yeah. Uh, if you're I playing, agree. if by some reason you are listening to this podcast by the light of a fire and writing things with a with a quill pen and still playing classic scoring fantasy football, yeah. then then please don't start Christian Kirk. Yeah. But um, <sighs> Trevor Lawrence, to me, I. I He's a stream option for me. He's yeah. he's a he's a starter in a super flex league to me. But if you're out there in your 12 team league, consistently starting Trevor Lawrence, I, I think I scratch my head. Um, I, I just don't love it. His his rushing upside's nice. It's just been a lack of touchdowns for him. Yeah. Um, bottom line, uh, Daniel Jones to me is becoming a very interesting streaming option at quarterback. I think he's damn near starter in a 12 man league. I'm not against that. And I say that regrettingly. Yeah. I don't love Danny Dimes. No. Nothing about him makes me excited. No, but he's... But he puts up fantasy points. Like, he, I don't know what he's averaging. It was something. I actually looked at it earlier today because I was like, he's been having, he's been stringing together some good, good games. Absolutely. And he runs the ball a lot. Yeah. 
So, I mean, he's got, let's see, 28, 13, 12, 21, 14, 13, 17. Um, I mean, he's throwing the ball 30-27-27 the yeah. past three games. He's running it. Um, he's hasn't ran the ball less than six times mm-hmm. this year. I mean, I like it. Yeah, I think he's a solid. He's a solid uh, start. Yeah, just because he's got a lot of upside and his competition coming up is pretty uh, piss poor to say the least. Seattle bye week, Houston, Detroit, Dallas, Washington, then Philly gets her off. Washington again, um, Minnesota, eh, Indianapolis, then Philly again. Yeah, so I like him coming, uh, going forward. Yep. Yep, uh, I'm a big Saquon, fan. Auto start. Yep, no doubt about it. Um, um, baddest dude in the country. There is one person that I would um, maybe consider adding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be Darius Slayton. Whoa, I disagree. I would. I, I'm on the Wandell Robinson train personally. I mean, I would consider it. I never said I would, but I would consider it. And here is why. That's He's, f- C. Rice, pay attention to this segment right here. He's looking like the... Darius like, Slayton, listen. Yeah, Darius Slayton's looking like he has the potential, if they throw the ball 30 times a game, to get eight targets. I mean, I think their entire offense looks that way. Yeah, uh, Wendell Robinson right now leads in targets. He's That's why he's my pick. Um, yeah, fair he, enough. They pegged him as the wide receiver one coming out of camp before he got hurt, Kadarius which is good Tony for running. fall off the face of the earth, that'd be nice too, but... Yeah, that, that dude. I don't know where he's at. Like, is he in jail? No, I think he's just hanging out in Connor Rice's basement or something at this point. Because like, I, I don't. I honestly him. like. I don't think I've heard a thing about him. Yeah. Like, did I miss news? Like, did he get a DUI, Henry Rugg style, or something? Because no, it, it seems to be that that he decided like, that I thought he was, I thought he was like the next like proclaimed Debo Samuel athlete. Yeah, that's what they said. Uh, it seems to be that he's been hanging out a lot with uh, Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore. Oh, again. They just seem to just not want to play football. Um, he's him. Another person, Kenny Galladay. Like, where <laughs> did he go? I'm sorry. The Giants just have too much money tied up in people that don't want to play football. They've they've actually played a couple of games this year where they've only had 50 dudes on the roster, like 49, because they have, they're in that bad a cap hell. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. And yeah. Kenny Galladay gets one snap a game and has hamstring issues, and so does Kadarius Tony. Apparently, that's just some jargon to throw you off. They're getting cut. Yeah, uh, no kidding. Uh, one more name to keep in mind here uh, in terms of your tight end scavenger hunt that we're going on is Daniel Bellinger. Uh, oh, absolutely. If his eye is in his socket this week, um, he's a guy I would consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got poked in the eye and bled like a stuck pig. Um, but if his eyes in his socket, think about it, huh? Yeah. Um, we'll go to the next game here. Um, let's all pinch our noses together right now. Uh, okay. Uh, we're gonna go Tampa Bay and Carolina. Um, mm. That's a that's a difficult area for me. So I, I like PJ Walker though. I do. Good for him. I like, I like the story. Yeah, I root for the kid. Um, yeah. Um, I, so I'll I'll take it if if you want to pinch your nose. Um, Kind of two, th- I got I got three things here, and we can keep it moving. Uh, Mike Evans and Godwin um, are going to get twenty five targets between the two of them a week. They to me, you set those two and you forget it. Don't worry about how bad this offense stinks. Um, 
Yeah. They're just PPR machines. Mm-hmm. Um, keep playing them. Keep doing that. Um, I'll keep going. DJ Moore is starting to have flex appeal for me. Yep. Um, he's starting to play back into that. He, he makes me a little I think excited. DJ Walker's what did it. Yeah, maybe. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes what wide receivers need is a change of quarterback. Yeah. I'll talk about this later with some other players. Yeah. But I think a change of quarterback sometimes just helps. Yeah, and one of the big things that happens when the backup quarterback comes in, like the first part of the pass game to, to leave yeah. is the outside deep route, the fade ball. Yep. And DJ Moore really dominates between the hashes. Yeah. So it, it makes sense that he's going to see more targets. Uh, he saw 10. That's promising. He's starting to work flex appeal for me until we gain the trust back. Yep. Next one, um, Deontay Foreman is, I was just gonna is the say, dog in that backfield. I was going to say probably just their backfield in general. Just I, I don't, I, I don't I want to touch Chuba Hubbard to me. Yeah, and I understand that. I just I was looking at their like carry percentage or snap percentage between the two of them. Yeah. I think it was pretty similar, like 54% for Foreman. Mm-hmm. And let me see what Hubbard's was. It, I think it was somewhere around there. Yep. 46. Yep. So at that rate, you're damn near splitting carries. And each of them had a touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Hubbard had a touchdown, and I'm pretty sure Foreman had a touchdown. So I don't hate it. I mean, I might just stay away personally. No, Foreman didn't have a touchdown. So he just had 15 carries for 118 yards. But... Um, I might just stay away from them until there's a clear-cut one. I mean, unless you're really struggling at the running back position and you can lose two players, maybe handcuff yourself there Yeah. until there's a clear-cut one. I think it's going to be Foreman, but I you just never know with the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, fair. And then, yeah, that's about where I'm at. Just go P.J. Walker and... Um, Oh, I had one concern in that game. Talk to me. Leonard Fournette. That is exactly where I was heading. Uh, um, I know, what is his name? Uh, Rashad White. Uh, as, <laughs> as the great C, right? says, Ricard. Ricard. So, <laughs> Rashad White. I oh, Who had the stat? I don't know. Someone had a stat saying his like volume mm-hmm. is going up. Rapidly, exponentially. Well, yeah, I was just going to get to that big old $10 word right there. Um, That's the SAT, baby. Yeah, so he intrigues me. Um, so he's my uh, he's my like, spend your fab on this week. Yeah, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Because Leonard Fournette's Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Uh, but the reason his usage is going, okay. I was pissed off watching that game because Lauren Fournette should have carried the ball about 28 times because Tom Brady was just, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah, I, he was thinking about Giselle or something. Something. It didn't make uh, a it, lot of sense to it, me. Yeah, uh, so I just think that, yeah, that's just, I'm just going to stop there. I don't know. I don't know. Tom Brady needs to go get some more Botox, figure it out because he's struggling. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I think uh, – like Foreman, White's my my out of the week. Yeah. Um. He would be my number one waiver claim, but Foreman's available, um, in our league, so that's my and tip Gus of the hand. Edwards. Yeah, I think Gus Edwards won't get to me. I think that's no, Bachman's. I, like I'm twelve on the waiver, so yeah. I just don't put in claims. Yeah. It's just not a choice for me. Yeah. Um. So I'm adding uh, 
that is my uh, my play is Foreman and then White, those two in that order. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move to the next game. Um, what are you on claims? Uh, I am ten, or I'm three. Yeah, so, no, you're gonna get Gus Edwards. Uh, no, Bachman's taking him. Is Bach one? Bach's one. That's oh, I was gonna say because I know Jack's not taking Gus Edwards. Yeah. He told me he can't put any more real estate into that Baltimore Ravens offense. What a what a statement from that guy. Yeah. Man, so. man's a changing. Uh, we'll roll into the Packers and the and the commies here. Um, so I, you can't stream Aaron Rodgers anymore. I, I can't play him in fantasy. Um, I can't watch him. I, yeah. even Tom Brady, you know, he's at least watchable. Here's the thing with Tom Brady. This is a statement. This is a, this is a hot take. Maybe not extremely hot. Oh take, boy. But I made a statement and I'm going to live and die by it this year. Our childhood is coming to an end. LeBron James getting to wash status. Yep. Russell Westbrook shot 0 for 11. Aaron Rodgers has looked like shit. Tom Brady's getting a divorce and can't play football anymore. It's the end like, of an era. It's yeah, we're watching our sports world as we knew it just melt away. Plummet. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sad. Brings a tear to a man's eye, but it's unfortunate. Like, it is. I actually could cry about it because yeah. I loved watching them. Them dudes. I remember how much it fucked me up when Peyton Manning retired. Yeah, and that's the thing is, I used to hate Tom Brady, mm-hmm. but I have I, I have I learned don't. to. Yeah, I still. I still appreciate little, I appreciate I, what he's done for the I, league. Same football. with Nick Saban, but I've just learned that you need to, when greatness is in front of you, you just got to sit back and enjoy it because not, like, you're never going to see Tom Brady again. Absolutely, I mean, unless somebody else. Bailey Zappi. Yeah, yeah, Bailey Zappi. Just he's next time Brady possibly. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Back to the Aaron Rodgers thing. I just he's not playing good football. No. Nope. I don't think it's his fault. No. I just think he just has. He's almost got a worse wide receiving group than the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Like Alan Lazard's their number one. I'm taking Darnell Mooney over Alan Lazard. You start Sammy Watkins. Yep. Sammy Watkins trotted out on the field for them. Yep. Sam Watkins hasn't been relevant for four or five years. Yep. And he's 24 years old, balling out. So. Yep. I'll give you my thoughts here. Um, Aaron Jones is the only player on this team that I will consistently play. A.J. Dillon's a good cut candidate to me. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I'd go as far as to cut him. Four for 15. Um, and, yeah, uh, him and Romeo Dobbs are on the list for me. Romeo Dobbs is a cut candidate. Yep. Been he a cut candidate. He but, went 0-0. Oh um, shout out C-Rice's sleeper right there. Um, um, I would keep A.J. Dillon just because in the case that Aaron Jones that's, goes down. That's the only situation. A.J. Dillon becomes the most valuable player in yep. maybe fantasy football for that yep. that time. Yep. So I like A.J. Dillon as a bench player, and I think that his volume will get back to what it was eventually throughout the season. I think the Packers are going through some pains in which they feel like they're going to have to start rebuilding soon. Yep. In terms of dynasty. So suck it, Packers fans. <laughs> in terms of dynasty, you got to take it on the chops with A.J. Dillon. Uh, you have no trade value right now. Yeah. Um, but he's a guy that will have value moving forward. Um, Washington, I think Brian Robinson's the only back I want to play. Uh, Gibson got Brian 10 Gibson. carries. Trade. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I think they're going to trade his trade ass. Or cut. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. I think I, fantasy wise, I'm saying he's a trader cut. I think they're going to actually do that in real life too. Just really? on wax. I I think they just hate him. He went ten for sixty, which isn't bad. Uh, Robinson went to twenty for seventy three. Obviously, the efficiency numbers are very different there. Yeah. But I'm very happy with Robinson's performance, assuming he sneaks in the end zone. I want to see him throw him the ball more. Uh, the biggest thing to me um, is as long as Heineke is playing and starting, um, Terry McLaurin is 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 Hemi Neutron. That's I know we were talking about it, and this is how I meant. I know I just previously mentioned how a quarterback changes a wide receiver's groove. Absolutely. And I I think the Taylor Heineke and um, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, um, connections there. Those are, that's just two dudes that like to play deep balls. Right? I think it's just two dudes that get along. Yeah. They got the same uh, interests. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we all know Terry McLaurin has been just absolutely – Scary Terry hasn't been himself this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, his targets got back up to eight. He hasn't seen that since week three. Yep. Um, and he got into the end zone. Hasn't seen that since week one. Yep. Um, so I like him going forward if Taylor Heineke is the starting quarterback, and that is only if Taylor Heineke is the starting quarterback. Yep, um, I agree. I, I don't know about Sam Howell, but we'll, we'll see when, when that day comes as it is coming. Let's go to Indy and Tennessee. Uh, Matty Ice is done for probably, I would imagine, career. his career. Um and the career of, of the he's GOAT. He's Andrew Luck retire. Yeah, he's, he's got a dead arm. Uh, but the, the career of the GOAT starts now. Uh, Billy another, Football. Here's another another yeah. guy. I said our childhood's ending. Matty Ice is gone. Yeah, no kidding. Like I watched so much Falcons football. I mean, you remember when he was slinging that thing to Roddy White? I was just going to say Julio Jones, Roddy, Roddy Jones, White. Roddy White. He went through... Okay, the Falcons have gone through absolute stud wide receivers, by the way. Oh, yeah. They went Roddy White, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, pending his yeah. gambling addiction. Just kidding. Boy hitting parlays. I'm, I'm not going to dog on Calvin Ridley because I truthfully, like, the dude was bored. Okay? <laughs> like. I, I, we're all dog on him. Um, I, I mean. Like, one. first off, you can tell he's not a true gambler because he set, like, a. I don't even know what it was. Uh, what was it? Like an eight-leg parlay? I, I have no, no idea. true gambling man thinks that a eight-leg parlay, including the Falcons, yeah, is great. I was gonna say, from what Trent tells us, I mean, we're not in the game because obviously we're we're NCAA athletes. Our boy Trent retired from the game. Yes, he uh, he'll share with us some of his stuff. But yeah, I mean, from what I understand, that's that's pretty outrageous. Regardless, assuming he's back. Um, I mean, Falcons, they'll roll. But, exactly. I mean, Matty Ice is done, though. Um, Matty Ice, done. Shout out Billy Football. Uh, one day he, he he said that Sam Ellinger was going to be better than Trevor Lawrence one day. And you know what? We're going to get to test his theory uh, I, starting I don't now. Love, I don't love it. <laughs> I love Billy Football. I support that man. I just don't love Sam Ellinger. I know. Well, it's a sad thing. I'm a horns down we're fan. We're they were absolutely not back. They're still not back. <laughs> oh. All the Quinnewers has looked pretty decent. Yeah. But um, Texas football blows. Stunned is the story. Sam Ellinger, I hope, I really do hope that you uh, 
you bring some life to the Colts. Yeah. Because they have so much talent that is just being absolutely just wasted. Yeah, we'll, we'll do like, the Colts side of this first then. Yeah, like Jonathan Taylor hasn't been. He, he came back and looked okay. Better than he has yeah. this year to me. Alec Pierce looks like in the near future he's going to be wide receiver one. That's interesting. Um, I like him a lot. I do I too. I think that he plays more of a – I don't know his – I only know very little about this man, and that's that he went to Glenbard West High School in Illinois. Shout out. That's where my dad graduated from. Shout out. The high school on the hill. Yep. Um, and then I know that he – Went to Cincinnati. Shout out. Um, and I enjoyed watching him at Cincinnati. Same. And, I mean, I don't really know the – I don't know his – I'm looking it up. Like, how tall is he? 6'3", 211 pounds. Like, I can really see him working his way into a um, – kind of a Mike Williams yes. ordeal for them. Yeah, that's that's the one thing that's interesting about him um, – when the Colts run two wide receiver sets right now, it's Pittman and Car- Paris Campbell out on the field. Um, yeah, which and is kind of aggravating. It is. He's evolving into a deep threat, which is interesting. I think he's a guy that has a lot of upside. To me, he's a, he's a very, very attractive dynasty player. Uh, oh, more than attractive. Yeah, we, we, just, would... we just traded Deontay Johnson for him and uh, Jahan Dotson um, in, in one of the leagues. I, I love him in fan- I love him in dynasty. I think he's, mm-hmm. a, he's definitely an interesting player. I, I'm dropping him this week in redraft to pick up Van Jefferson just because I like I, I like the idea of um, the, the guy that blew the top off the defense last or last year for that Rams offense comes back. Yeah. And I trust Matt Stafford more than I trust Sam Ellinger. Um, Fair enough. I'll just call a spade a spade there. But Another dude with a broken arm, though. Yeah. Maybe his, maybe his buddy Clinton Kershaw will give him a new elbow, huh? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, just the Colts are interesting. I, I do like Paris Campbell as a pickup this week. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be a guy that's going to get some PPR love. Um, Pittman is still a wide receiver two to me. Uh, maybe a hold your nose wide receiver two. Mm-hmm. But you drafted him there. That's that's what he is. I do agree with you, though, man. There's something sexy about Alex Pierce. And, uh, man, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. I think his potential is just so. Yeah. So high. I think he's got a very high ceiling. Yeah. And a very kind of high floor, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because I think that no matter what, I think he'll get you eight fantasy points a game mm-hmm. when he gets into the game. I had to play if, him this week and he they, was a solid eight. Yeah, if they play him yep. I think he's a solid eight points a week for the rest of his career, how how long that lasts or if they utilize him correctly. Let's talk about a quick side mention for the Colts. You mm-hmm. think the Head coach over there is hot seated. Um, when's their bye? I don't know. Let's uh, let's see yeah. if I can. Yeah, here. Um, let's see. Bye week is. Oh boy, where is she at? What is his name? Frank Reich. Reich. Frank Reich. Um, bye week looks like it is after the Steelers game. Uh, so he will be fired after the Steelers game. Because he's been looking horrendous. Yeah, whenever that buy is, um, I don't know off the top of my head if you want to pull it up. But, yeah, that's that's when he will be fired. Um, yep. So just uh, bottom line, and, and I'll tell you what, right now, I would take Frank Reich over Nathaniel Hackett in Denver. So. Well, 
that's not a that's not a rabbit I want to chase right now. Let's roll down the Tennessee side. Uh, Tannehill's hurt, so I think we're going to see Malik Willis for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think he's got fantasy upside because he's going to run the ball. Did you watch any of that game by chance? Did you see the fumble Malik Willis had? No, I didn't. Dude, this was the dumbest shit I've seen in all of football. <laughs> yeah? They put Malik Willis in the slot and run a gosh damn jet sweep with him. That sounds like an awful decision. And he fumbles it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, sure. fumbles it on the handoff. And I was like, yeah, no shit, because he hands the ball off. He doesn't take the handoffs. Yeah. So I have no idea what that play design was, because it looked like a true jet sweep. Like, the way they blocked it, it didn't yeah. look like he was going to pull up and pass. Like, sure. it was under center, turn, hand him the ball. Well, yeah, blew my mind. Yeah. But um, back to Malik Willis, I think there's some excitement for him, especially I, from Tennessee fans. I was going to say, this is the positive for the Titans is, is there's a guy that you get to watch that you're like, man, maybe he won't be horrifically mid. I think he'll still be semi-mid. Yeah, he will be. I, but, he's got some throwing issues. But, but there's I think some upside maybe, huh? He he. he I think him and Justin Fields find yeah. themselves in the same boat. They're weird cousins. Um, yeah, they both like to run the ball. Yeah. And they both, both don't like their progressions. Justin Fields does like them now, apparently. And they both have questionable pa- passing mechanics. Yeah, I mean, the deep ball I know is there for Justin Fields. I don't know how much it is there for Malik Willis. Oh, that, seemed, he's got a seemed cannon. Seemed like he had a cannon all cannon. in college. Yeah. But I feel like I haven't seen him throw the ball in forever. Yeah. I mean, it changes when you got uh when you have, he played at Liberty. Yeah. Well, when he, you have uh, big, big boys in your face constantly, and you don't have the greatest O line. People forget he he did he did start at Auburn. Um, Derrick Henry is uh, Derrick Henry, a fantasy machine. Don't don't touch him. Don't take him out of your lineup. I don't think I'm gonna touch any wide receivers. And I, I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. Tennessee. I, I was gonna, that was my next point before we move on is uh, there's no reason to start any of them in any setting. I wouldn't even pick any of them up. You want to you want to? I'll give you uh, I'll give you a chance here. Show off your knowledge. Who was the leading receiver for the Tennessee Titans on Sunday? On Sunday. Yep. I'll kiss you right on the mouth. You get this one right. Probably Derrick Henry. No, no, no. <laughs> or. Dontrell Hillard or something like that. <laughs> How about the electrifying Austin Hooper for a three for 56? No, I was going to say maybe they're tight end. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I just, I thought maybe they were going to, I watched like part of that game and fell asleep during it because yeah. Titans put me to sleep. Yeah. Unless Derrick Henry's scoring touchdowns, 90-yard touchdowns. Yeah, little tractor seat Um We'll roll into Detroit. Um, the offense looks bad there with Amon Ra. Got a concussy, probably won't play next week. I like Amonra for Dynasty, love him for Dynasty. Uh, he To me, I, I'll tell you what, I had the conversation with my father the other day. Um, who do you like better for Dynasty, Amonra or C.D. Lamb? Amonra. Me too. Me too. Um, C.D. Lamb. Hmm. Just Monroe's a little younger. Yep. Yeah. That's. I mean, I'm gonna leave it at that. I feel like C.D. Lamb's had his reasons to prove himself. That's he's proved himself, but he hasn't proved like a Monroe has. People forget Monroe had eight catches in like eight con- or ten consecutive. Whatever that stat was, I can't yep. remember it. So yep. Monroe's got that. 
give him someone other than Jared Goff, and he's a true player. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big thing. So Detroit, I think they will. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, they are a. I'm not going to say they're a quarterback away no. from yeah, winning six, seven games. I think they from that, yeah. Maybe ten, if they're lucky, if they got the easy schedule and the Packers enter the rebuild and so are the Bears. Yeah. Then they'll, they're at the ten mark. But I think they are this year's draft away from finding a quarterback. So I think I think the other part is uh, I think Dan Cannon, Campbell um, did a great job of turning around the losing culture. I don't think he's installed a winning culture, and it might be time to relieve him of his duties as much as I like him. Yeah, I don't know if he – I wouldn't say he's a hot seat candidate quite yet. Okay. I think he is, but I think he isn't. Yeah, uh, so then we'll just rip down Detroit here. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of fantasy upside outside of Jamal Williams. and Swift? Uh, Swift didn't play. He was a scratch if he plays, obviously. Uh, TJ Hawkinson has this knack for just playing well when everybody else is hurt, so – uh, take that into Hawkinson's account. Probably, a, I would mark him as a high trade piece. Yep. Unless you got a, like, unless you really need a tight end, but yeah, which everybody does. So that's why I'd mark him as a high trade piece. Fair enough. Uh, Dallas, uh, Dak looked good in his return back. Uh, they had him on a pitch count. He wasn't going to throw more than twenty five passes, no matter what. Went nineteen for twenty five, efficient, uh, two hundred seven a tud. I don't hate it. Um, I'm good with him. I think they're going to figure it out. And more so than anything, what what's exciting to me is they ran the ball so well and they want to run the ball and do play action. That's when Dallas is at their best. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott looked like vintage Zeke um, with the goal line touches. I think he's fantasy viable as a high-end flex, low-end wide running back too. Yeah. Tony Pollard, to me, makes me want to rip my hair out, but... I think he's better than Zeke, but I think he is too as a pure running back. But the production just isn't there. Yeah, no, it's unreal. Um, Mike McCarthy blows up coaching. Football. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to leave it at that. I don't want to touch any. The Bears are beating Dallas this week. Oh, I like where your head's at. I don't want to touch any of the wide receivers in Dallas. Not named C. D. Lamb. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup intrigues me. If that always gets does back to what it was, but yep. Uh, Gotta stay away from me. Yeah, and I don't mind. Uh, I I don't mind. I think a Noah Brown stash in fantasy. I'm not against it. I don't. Um, he, he's a little older, but still, I, I don't mind it. I think he's he might grow. He's still trying to win a job, though. That's why he's a good stash, I suppose. Absolutely. And then, uh, Absolutely. if you have an IR slot in your league, um, I would add Jamison Williams on Detroit. Uh, he should be coming back here in a. Oh yeah. In a little bit. Um, we'll roll to the next one. Um. The the good old Bengals and the Falcons. Who's back of the week? The Bengals, man. They're throwing the ball. It's just Joey yeah. B and the shotgun. I think almost all the receivers, except for maybe Tyler Boyd, are a uh, auto start. I, I would start Tyler Boyd every week in my flex spot. Fair enough. I'm starting Jamar Chase. Leave him. Don't even blink. Nope. T. Higgins. Leave him. Don't even blink. Yep. Tyler Boyd, probably a flex player. Don't even blink. If you're in a 12-man league, I don't think there's a, a universe where you have a better flex play than Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty good, pretty, pretty solid flex. Yep. Um, let me think here. Joe Mixon, close your eyes, let him sit on your roster and play him. Hold your, hold, hold your nose every week, sweat it out a little bit. Wasn't very efficient on the ground, but uh, got the touchdown in the air, so that helps everything yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I think he, he no matter what, you're never going to put Joe Mixon on the bunch. No. Joe uh, Burrow. 
looking like you can start them every week. Ugh. Joe Burrow right now looks like he's a um, good he's a good trade bait. I think. Yeah, right I'm now sure. he looks. I would tell you he's a top five dynasty quarterback. Yeah. If you were to. Oh yeah, but I'm saying peg like, me for yeah. this just regular uh, PPR fantasy redraft league. Might trade him away. I don't hate that. Um, Cause here's the Ray's thing. not going to do that. No, but quarterbacks. Sorry, right now quarterbacks. Uh, like I said earlier, Daniel Jones is still out there, and Daniel mm-hmm. Jones is Daniel Jones, and yep, he might put up twenty points the rest of the year. Yep, each game, and I would trade Joe Joey B for a, a good wide receiver, a good running back mm-hmm. at that price and just snag Danny Jones, Danny Dimes, or yeah. maybe even someone else. I mean, there's some leagues where there are some unreal talents still sitting out there at quarterback. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, in terms of Atlanta, um, oh my gosh, I don't think I'll, I don't think there's a player on the Atlanta Falcons roster that I am going to play every week. I, I think like Drake London to start the season. He just, he fell off. Yeah, he looks like he's been hanging out with Darren Waller. Fair enough, I agree. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts, too. Yeah, I don't know. I I think Kyle Pitts just needs to go in and punch the OC. In the mouth. Punch the head coach. Kick him in the fucking nuts. Because where is Kyle Pitts? Yeah, I don't know. I just, oh my gosh, it gets me so angry. Yeah. Because he is just so fun to watch when he's actually playing football. Yeah. Like, they used to... Use him as a wide receiver and, like, mm-hmm. split him out. And now he's playing inside the – like, playing interior football. That's not what you draft Kyle Pitts at – what was he, number three? Uh, yeah, I think the uh, highest draft to tight end of all time. Yeah, um, you don't draft Kyle Pitts at number three to use him to block. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, it's just not what you – I mean, he's not George Kittle. Yeah, here's your fun stat of the day. Um, the Falcons have so few completions – as a roster, um, that they do not qualify uh, when the NFL does uh, passing metrics. So their stats, like their pass attempts, do, do not hit. The Bears qualify? The Bears do. Uh, wow, the Falcons that's do not. Bears. Yeah. Um, so they do not hit the minimum requirement to have, like, some of the efficiency numbers ran by PFF. So that's uh, that's pretty insane to If you to think are about. so intrigued... Mm-hmm. I have another stat for you. Kyle Pitts has scored 3.9 points exactly oh. three times this season. Oh, There's been seven games. That's crazy. 3.9. At least three he's times. consistent. Yeah, I guess you can you say can that. You can bet on 3.9. 3.9 is uh, he scored 3.5 another week too. Yeah. Uh, so Kyle Pitts under three points, under four. Under four points uh, every single week is not great for any no. of his owners. No. Personally, I'd buy him extremely low if I could, maybe. Mm-hmm. I just can't see a world where you don't start using Kyle Pitts. I've been saying that for weeks, so maybe I'm just delusional. But I just, I think that if, I think the GM has to say something to the coaching staff and say, hey, I wasted a, my number three draft pick on this guy. Yeah. He has one touchdown all season, and he has, what is it? I don't even think he's got more than ten catches on the season. No. I mean, four, five, ten, sixteen catches, my bad. Uh, he's only gone over 50 yards once. Like, the, 
It's not what you draft Kyle. That's Pitts. outrageous to think that like that's just over two catches a game, which is, which is crazy. Yeah, and I mean when you look at his twenty twenty one year, dude averaged seven targets a game. Yeah. Like, yeah, unreal. Yeah. So aggravating. Yeah, we'll we'll take my medicine now. Uh, talk about the new, the New Jersey Jets and the uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, we got the Brett Rippin experience. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. Not. Um, I, what I liked about the Brett Rippin experience is it proved that uh, uh, Nathaniel Hackett's just a dog ass coach. Um, so that was cool. Um, <laughs> bottom line, fantasy wise, I don't. I don't really care uh, which one of the running backs you have um, between uh, Mike Boone's done for the year, mm-hmm. but between Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray, um, I don't want any of them. I don't want to play either of them. Um, I think Melvin Gordon's a decent little keep on your bench ordeal. Seeing if I was picking one, I'd pick Latavius Murray. He seems to be getting the goal line carries. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, I don't even know if. I mean, Jerry Judy is a trade candidate right now. No, he's not. I just I just saw something that said uh, they they took him off the list. He's taking he's been on the call list. So yeah, they they said that last week. They have said that they're trading Bradley Chubb if they lose against the the Jaguars against. Interesting. Why would you see? I don't think that they're really. I don't think the Denver Broncos are up like non playoff team. I think they're just a coach away. Yeah, and I, maybe Russell Wilson pulling his head out of future's ass away. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll give you my thought there. Um, if Brian Burns was fetching two first round picks from the Panthers and they said no, I think that might mean that Chubb is maybe a two first round pick guy himself. And if that's the case, the Broncos could desperately need that. It, you know, there's just a lack of draft capital, and. Yeah. And there's, I don't know if he's two first-round picks. I don't think he is. I think he's a first and a first, third. Yeah, first and maybe two later, like fourth, fifth. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think he's definitely a first-round pick. And bottom line, I love this Broncos team, and I think there's a lot of talent on the field. But the problem is, like, for positions like wide receiver where they're overflowing with talent, which is why it'd be cool trading Judy, too. Um, I think he's underperformed. And I, I think, don't think like they're flush with talent at wide receiver. A Jerry Judy trade. I don't either. Um, he's That's underperformed. Why I, like, I like if they trade him. Yeah. Personally, um, I think you have yeah. adequate replacements for him. Yep. Uh, when Tim Patrick's healthy, he's that guy. Like you, you know, you go through the list. And the other one's Greg Dulwich, who is come on as is a guy that I would play every week in tight end in the fantasy football right now. He seems to be a stud. I'm cool trading Judy, and I'm cool trading Chubb because when you look at this roster as a whole, there are question marks across the offensive line, and and not really across the offensive line, but specifically at center and mm-hmm. at right tackle. Uh, the the Lloyd Cushenberry experiments has not gone well, yeah. and uh, the rotating door of Cam Fleming and Bobby Turner just it doesn't work. So mm-hmm. you need you know they have to make a draft capital investment into. I think the right tackle spot specifically. Yeah. And then the inside linebackers stink out loud. Um, they are bad. Hey, man, they almost set a record. Like, that one, Singleton? Yeah, Singleton. Singleton's solid. Um, but really kind of the rest of them, uh, you know, hell, Josie Jewell can't stay on the field if you pay the money, and they do. Um, so there, there's some there's some glaring weaknesses that really lead to this team having a, 
a really low floor and a really high ceiling. And if we need the draft capital to get back in the game, that's what we need, and I'm cool with it. And See, Chubb has been. I don't think you're. I don't think you need draft capital. So like with, I I don't think. Like I don't think getting rid of Bradley Chubb, is gonna. Like, sure, everyone's going to say, well, if you get picks out of it, it's going to better set you up for the future. But I don't feel like your future is what you guys should be chasing right now. To me, I'm cool with it this year. I think Gregory's looked better. I think Benito's looked better. Uh, Not not Benito looked better, but Browning has looked Von Miller-esque. I think Mm -hmm. there's answers in the the edge-rushing world. The other part is he's on an expiring contract, um, and he's going to ask a lot of money. So if you can get draft capital out of a guy that – they probably don't want to pay anyway. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Um, and we don't have a pick to the third round, and that doesn't really bode well for this team. Um, we'll keep rolling. I, I'm, I think I've gotten my pain out of the way. Judy had a good fantasy day today. Uh, Rippin has chemistry with him, so as long as Rippin's playing, Judy's a good play. Sutton is not. Uh, Sutton runs fade balls and go balls, and Rippin does not throw fade balls and go balls. A uh, little fun fact about Brett Rippin. Uh, his uncle is Mark Rippin, who was really good friends with John Elway. And the only reason uh, Brett Rippin found his way onto the Broncos roster out of Boise State was because uh, John gave his bold buddy, his uncle, uh, good old Mark Rippin, gave, uh, ended up talking in to get Brett a, a tryout and Fair ended enough. up sticking around because he seems to be a cool dude, good hang. So he doesn't really have the arm talent to do this. Uh, we talked about Dolich. He is... He's a guy that you can play every week in fantasy at this point to me. Uh, the targets are there. The routes are there. It seems the offense wants to be around him. Mm-hmm. We'll go uh, New York receivers. I don't want to touch any of them. Uh, if Entire you do, offense is just trashed at this point. Yeah. Brees Hall, hurt. RIP. Uh, he was looking like offense rookie of the year for a little bit. To me, he was, uh, he was playing himself into being the number one dynasty running back. And now he's ACL. Yep. So, yep. Uh, I don't know. If you're Dynasty, I'm not the most familiar with the Dynasty world, but maybe you can, like, is there a possibility you could really, like, trade low for him at that point or no? I don't think ACL so. injury. Like, you think anybody would be like, oh, shit, ACL injury. I'm going to have to lay uh, off the boy. No. Like, I'm scared that he's not going to come back as strong. Five years ago, you could pull one over on someone like that. Um, I think most people at this point realize that an ACL tear is just, you're done for the year and you come back next year and you're going to look fine. Yeah. Um, I, the other part of this is, is I mean, Brees Hall, I mean, he was drafted first overall in, in Dynasty Leagues this year mm-hmm. as a no-doubter. To me... It, I I would have pegged him in as the number one fancy or dynasty running back at the end of the season, um, over Jonathan Taylor, over um, Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. over that you know give me the you know put the list together Eckler you know all those young guys. Uh, he looked really promising. I I do like Michael Carter in this offense. Um, Michael Carter fans and Michael Carter owners are going to sweat a little bit about the James Robinson deal. I think James James Robinson's going to take. Eight to ten meaningless carries in the middle of the field, and I think Michael Carter is going to get goal line work, and I think he's going to get the receiving work and the valuable touches. So I'm not as nervous as most people would be. Uh huh. That's my take. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, I think with Corey Davis hurt and Brees Hall hurt, uh, they're going to have to throw a little bit more. And if that's the case, I would like to have Garrett Wilson. So. Yeah, here's the thing. Uh, probably not touching that offense right now at all. Uh, the only maybe one I'd touch Conklin? is Conklin is definitely a player to me. Uh, maybe more so than Garrett Wilson. I would probably be comfortable with Michael Carter playing for me mm-hmm. and Tyler Conklin playing for me. Fair enough. I like Michael Carter. Uh, kind of like a very, very, I mean, C. Rice has him. But I don't <laughs> mind buying James Robinson, like, extremely low. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just don't know what that role is going to be. I feel uh, he's on a contract year this year. Yeah. So I feel that when he gets an opportunity, yep. he's going to have to use <clears> him. <throat> so, I mean, my, he can he might be able to fight Michael Carter for a spot for playing 50-50 snaps. And let's not forget, James Robinson was that guy a, a year ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Two I th- years ago. Yeah. A year ago. And this year, he was pretty much that guy until Travis Sundin took it all over. Yeah. So. It'll be interesting. I we- think he's a very, very, buy very, very low. Sure. I, I would buy it. I just don't think, like, you got to think Sea Rice was dead, um, you know, Monday morning. Yeah. When he, when he looked at the whole zero carries outing from... James Robinson. And I think part of that was, I think they were shopping him around. I think they were, yeah. And that's why I think he got zero carries. Yeah. And I think that's why, I think it just fell, everything fell in the line so perfectly Mm -hmm. that day and that night for for the Jets. Yeah. I mean, think about it. They just got basically a -a rent-a-player. Yep. They paid the $546,000 or whatever it is remaining on the contract. Yep. The Jags were looking to establish Travis Antione as an RB1. Yep. Did that. Check that box. Yep. They were shopping him around. Check that box. Yep. A team loses their number one running back, needs depth mm-hmm. ASAP, because after Michael Carter, I don't even know if the Jets have a running back. Good old Ty Johnson, baby. Yeah, so check that box. I think it. I think we... Uh, Think uh, I I just think it was a perfect situation. I think maybe there's a chance that James Robinson has success in a offense with the Jets. So I'd consider him. Yeah, uh, certainly it, consider him. I'm not going to count him out. No, until it, he absolutely just blows. But I don't think that should that yeah. shouldn't happen. Yeah, if the guy if the guy in your league that has him is willing to trade him, I I, I would be I'd, open to it. I'd take a shot at him. Yeah, I'd, I'd take Might a flyer. Be shot in the dark, but I'd take a shot. At him. I'd take a flyer. Yeah, uh, so we rolled through the games. Uh, I don't think we need to touch the Thursday night game. It's, it's been far enough since then. Uh, Alvin Kamara's good. Uh, yeah, what was Hopkins the Thursday is good. night game? I'm, I'm going brain dead. Arizona and the Saints. Uh, Alvin Kamara's good. Taysom Hill vultured his touchdowns. Uh, yeah. That's how I felt. Uh, that's that just, g- just thinking about the Broncos, sadly. Um, um See, that game was actually kind of fun to watch. It was for once. Finally, a Thursday night game where we could just let loose and see some dudes play some football. That felt like a personal attack. I just want that to be known. Oh, absolutely it was. Good, good, good. They, well, there was, I think uh, the losing team had scored more points in that single Thursday night football 
game than the Broncos have combined in their their uh, primetime games, probably. I, in primetime games, 100%. Across the season, potentially. <laughs> I, if you told me that, it would be like, yeah. Look, let's not forget the Broncos played in a game where zero touchdowns were scored. Yeah, they won because Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, so, I mean. Dan Orlowski himself. Yeah, that game. Um, I don't even know where we even. Yeah, it's it was a while ago. My brain yeah. is not. And uh, it, it, it was a Sunday nighter, but. No, the Broncos played Thursday against the Colts that one time. But regardless, I, I think the big thing, uh, Hopkins is is crazy. Um, I think he's got league-winning potential. And, yeah, I uh, like him. Chris Olave <clears throat> too. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, look at it. Also, if you have Taysom Hill available in your league and they allow him to be a tight end. Yeah. Throw him in at tight end. Absolutely, at this point. Just because he's a true flex. Like, we talk yeah. about flex and fantasy. This dude's a real flex in real life. Yeah. Like, he'll play tight end, running back, and quarterback all in the same game. Absolutely. And he even might split out and play the slot. Hell no. So, Who knows? He also returns kicks every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, there's a lot of potential for him to find the end zone. Mm-hmm. He can throw a touchdown, he can rush for a touchdown, and he can catch a touchdown. Yep. To me, a lot of players can't do that, so I... I would love to risk him at tight end, considering the tight end market is depleted. Yep, absolutely. Um, I mean, he vultured Kamara. Yeah, this week. exactly. So I think I think you got to snag. Uh, I think if he's available, snag Taysom Hill, and I think play him. I thought against it. It'll... I mean, I know, I I know in ESPN leagues, if you uh, maybe last year or the year before that they forced Taysom Hill into the quarterback role. But that was when he was announced. Yeah, as that's the starting when he quarterback. was announced as starting quarterback. Which yep. He hasn't done yet. Yep. So I would just start. I basically just grab him. He's a true flex in real life. Like, yeah. That's crazy to think. I would. Uh, I would grab him and throw him in immediately. And he's a gunner on their punt team. Yeah. Plus Th- tackles. They're talking about naming a starter. I don't know if it'll be between Jameis. Uh, it, it's between and J- if, Jameis Taysom and Andy. If Taysom is the starter, I don't hate it either. Cause guess what? That's a whole lot of read option, baby. Yep. Read option and run power. Yep. The old UMD, Minnesota Duluth, baby. Shout out those guys. Yeah, just put the big old quarterback in the game and get him running downhill. There was nothing wilder when they when they threw the tight end in at quarterback. I was like, whose bright idea was this? But, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Saints offense to a T. Um, so we rolled through the fancy stuff. Let's talk. Um, let's just do housekeeping, close out. Yep. Um, we have made a promise to ourselves uh, and a promise to you, the listener, uh, to be more consistent um, in the more, content we produce and the schedule that we, yeah, that, you know, in what we do and how we do it. Um, so consistently this show will be coming out under the Suburb Boys IP yep. every Wednesday. Um, so it'll be recorded thir- Tuesday night. Um we're always open to sending in questions, anything like that. Hit us up on socials, mm-hmm. um, personal, or any of that. Then we'll come back, and it'll come out Friday. Um, yep. We'll do more of a relaxed uh, kind of video podcast. Uh, with the true suburb boys. Yes, with the true suburb boys. Two of us will be on camera. That'll come out on YouTube Friday. Mm-hmm. Um We'll even uh, have a TikTok page up and rolling. Yep, um, that'll come out, and, and we'll be uh, giving you quick minute mans um, after the games on Sunday as well. That's kind of the content we have planned. Uh, just for reference, like this is going to be the most fantasy-driven stuff that we do. 
Uh, this is going to stay consistent in that. Mm-hmm. And and the minute stuff that comes out, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning will be probably a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of mix. A little fantasy, more reactions to NFL Day games, Denver Broncos, Chicago Bears. Yeah, you know, what everybody appreciates here. Yeah. And then the, uh, you know, we'll we'll call it, uh, I think we talked about the Beach Club on, Beach Club. Uh, on Fridays. Um That'll be a little bit more relaxed thing. Uh, shooting Supper the shit. boys at the beach. Yeah, shout so, out, uh, shout out North Avenue Beach. Yeah, uh, Let's go but North uh, Ave, baby. Yeah, regardless, it'll be a little more relaxed. Uh, obviously, sports driven. It's kind of a, a way to, to you know bring our friends on the pod, uh, yeah. shoot the shit a little bit, uh, Just not talk about life and uh, sports and yeah. whatever might be going on in the world. Exactly, not fantasy driven. So. Um, you know, support us, help us out. Uh, we're going to tie in all the socials. Yep. Podcast, this is going to be available wherever you get your podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video is going to come out, um, number one, primarily YouTube. That's where we want you to watch it. Yeah. But we will put out an audio, uh, you know, across all the yep. other IPs as well. So, um, and then so, TikTok, too. Yep. We'll, uh, we'll be sure to plug that once we got it. Plug it once it's all up and running because I know that's uh, – the hot platform nowadays. Yeah. We don't shake booty or anything like that, but we'll give you a good time. I will for views. So, <laughs> bottom line. Uh, anything for the views. Uh, huh? I'll leave you with that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you very much. <laughs>